Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Heartbreak Remedy. So the work week has ended. You grab your go-to beverage, you call your friends, and it's party time. But wait, you need a soundtrack. Heartbreak Remedy, Let the Good Times Roll, is that soundtrack. And here is my interview with Heartbreak Remedy. Hello, my friend. How are we? Great. How are you? I'm very good. Very good. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. It's no problem at all. Thank you very much for inviting us. I wanted to ask you about the recording process for Let the Good Times Roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How long did it take to put the material together? So the material was something over... About three years, I think we we sort of we done one recording and had songs left over from that because they weren't quite ready, um, and then we then moved on to writing for what would become "Let the Good Times Roll," um, and then I think we went in with fifteen, sixteen songs, um, and then we started that the first week in March, um, just before the first round of lockdowns in the UK with COVID. Um, and we just kept on having to work in between when we were coming out of the lockdowns and working around COVID because we've always enjoyed being in a studio environment, being in an actual studio, all being together and all being able to talk things through. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it, it sort of took us two and a half years really to, to get the album to where we sort of wanted it to be. Um, and then we gave it to a friend called, um, JJ Watts, who plays with the city kids. And he, he had been speaking to us for a good few years about even just doing a couple of tracks. Um, just the mixing and a little bit of mastering for us. And he done 21 Kings, which is the opening track. And it was just just a step above what we already had when it came to the to the recording and the finished project. Um, so we actually asked him to do the rest of the album, which worked out fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And... The title is perfect because this is the perfect soundtrack to a great time. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. That that's what it for us, that's what it's all about. It's 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 it was trying to write an album where it was something that you could get ready before a night out and you can have a drink too. It's another one where you can go out and party too, it's one where you can drive fast too, and just something to make you you know you you groove a bit, you know, you foot tapping, head banging, hip shape and rock, rock and roll, you know. Absolutely. And isn't that what rock and roll is really all about? And it just, just simplify it down and just play for the feel of it. I wanted to ask if you could speak on the song Hurricanes and Hand Grenades. It's one of my favorite tracks. Right. Yeah. Um, so that started out, um, I did. I had the song title in mind, um, 
and I wrote a set of lyrics and um, I came up with the riff. And we were playing around in the in the um, rehearsal studios with it and everything. And I, I kept on saying I wasn't happy with the lyrics. Um, but Luke sort of tagged onto the line of hurricanes and hand grenades and things like that. And he loves... Um, so he loves like the, the deep sort like the Delta Blue sort of stuff. Um yeah. and New Orleans. And he was like, Oh, there's a cocktail, I believe. Um yeah. and that's where he that's where he took it from. And he from one week to the next he came back with with the set of lyrics, which then became the lyrics for the song. Um but yeah, it, it was one of them that music-wise came came together really easy. It's nice and bluesy, you know. It it's just nice and simple groove. Yes, just, just great to play. And then um, we had the idea of adding the Hammonds to the to the song, which to me brings it on another step further than what we already had with it. Another one of my favorites on the album is White Line Suicide. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually a true story. Wow. Um, about a guy from the town that me and the drummer's from. And, um, yeah, pretty much the song tells a story about what happened with him. Um, so, yeah, that was... That was it, it was something that... Came, came to mind lyric wise the music was all wrote by Luke um, and then I had done the lyrics for that and in all honesty I'm not quite sure where they came from it was just something I started writing about and it was just there um, and yeah it's it's one of, one of the favourite ones to play live for definite and out of the tracks, what would you say was the hardest for you guys to get down in the studio? Um, I think Goodbye was quite a tough one because it wasn't one that we wrote together. Um, that was one which which I had for maybe two years, maybe even three years previous to even thinking about writing for the album. Um and it was one of them which I didn't really show it in the rehearsal studios either. It was one of them where we went into the studio itself and I had the acoustic and I just went in and um, it was just me and Stephen in at the time. And I just went, oh, just see if we can record this. So he played drums along to me playing the acoustic guitar mm. and that that was sort of it um and it just took a little while just for all three of us to get it how we wanted it and we got some friends to play on it and um so that took that took a little while to to put together um all the rest they were pretty much already there before we went into the studio so we all knew what we were doing. We all knew what we kind of wanted from each song. Um, but like I say, I think there was 15 or 16. And once we started recording and listening back to the songs, we, we could tell which ones were working and the ones that weren't. 
Um, and ultimately, we picked our favourite songs, which we thought would, would be the best tracks for the album. And I also wanted to say that beyond the Ultimate Party album, this album would render itself amazingly live. Yeah, we've we've to be, to be honest, a lot of the songs. I think there's only been, apart from the two ballads, um, there's only been one more for the road, which we haven't had in the set. Um, and that's purely because we haven't really rehearsed with that one yet to put it into the set. Um, but yeah, it, it, we've, we've got it now where pretty much if we're doing a, a 45 minute set, it's, you start off with high energy and you just keep going till the end. And uh, are there tour plans? Will you take to the road? We are. We we have a few shows coming up in August, which are headline um, in the UK. Um, and we've also started booking in festivals for next summer. So we have we have two festivals confirmed for next summer already, with another two, which we can't can't mention about just yet because um, it isn't in writing. Um, but we are in talks for another two at least um, for next year. And we're also talking to a few few friends and a few bands that we know that we would like to go out and play with. So hopefully um, more shows will come in for the rest of this year and then probably kick on more next year. Yeah, I'd definitely love to see you guys in the States. It would be fantastic to come over. We've we've got a, a good few friends in the in the states now. Um, we we've done a tour with the Las Vegas. Um, we've done a tour with the Mercury Riots with Bullets and Octane. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of nice, especially when the American guys come over because now we've we we still all talk. I mean, it was it, it's been ten years since we've done the tour with the Las Vegas, and we still talk to them quite often, which is great. Um, but yeah, it, it's something that we would love to do, coming over to the States and playing. I also wanted to ask you if you could speak on the album artwork and the artist that was involved. So that was actually Luke, our guitarist, that, that drew that up. Wow. So a lot of our a lot of our designs, like our t-shirt designs and, and all that kind of thing um luke does um he, he just sits and just draws art doodles and then sends us things over um and we sort of pick through what he sends and he, he he's one of these he, he draws things and i don't think he realizes how good he is at, at, at what he does um but he he's done the last three album covers i think he's done um, wow. And he's done, and he's done all the t-shirt designs. So yeah, we what what he generally does is he he'll draw it up on paper, and then there's a there's an app called Fiverr, um, and there's a guy on there which I've used for a few years now, and I get him to draw it up and make it all digitally, you know, so we can use it mm. on a digital format. But the actual original drawings at all all the guitar players wow i also wanted to ask you um will there be a video release 
there will be we we were wanting to do one for the first single which was 21 kings and um it sort of fell through the idea which we had and the people who we were talking to um but we are talking to someone about doing working man blues um which is probably our favorite song on the album it's it's definitely my favorite song on the album um and especially with the way that the UK is at the minute, it, it seems quite prominent, oh. um, the song and the title. Um, but yeah, at, at some point we're gonna we're gonna get together. We've been talking with a videographer about it, um, and he is currently just looking at different ideas, different locations, and uh, once all that's locked in, we'll we'll be making that and hopefully releasing that at some point this year. I also wanted to ask you if you could give me a band history lesson and tell me how Heartbreak Remedy became a reality. So I played in a touring band back in 2010, I think it was, 2010, 2011. Um, and it was one of them where I loved, I, I got the itch for touring and I got the itch for writing Um my own songs and things like that and it got to the point once I left that band I didn't have that outlet anymore um, but I was still writing songs and I was still wanting to play and Steve who I've played with since we were 13 me, me and Steve's played together for 21 year, 22 year wow um, so we were out one night and we were in like one of our favourite bars watching a few bands and I just went, I really want to put a band together, but it's got to be originals. And he was just like, right, yeah, who you got in mind? Um, and originally we were a four-piece. And uh, I said, I've seen this guitarist. He he's, looks really cool. He's, he seems to have the chops. Um, I would like to ask him, see if he fancies it. And Steve had Luke, he was friends with him. He, they'd been to the States quite a few times to LA um, on holiday and things. Um, so we, I think that was one week. The next week we ended up in rehearsals and a month later we went in the studio, done the first EP. And yeah, we've just never really looked back. We just kept on writing, kept gigging. Um, about maybe... About 2017, I think it was, Callum, who was the other guitar player, decided to step down. And we looked to replace and, and bring somebody else in. But at the same time, the three of us enjoyed each other's company and we enjoyed just being a three-piece. So we took a little time out. And when we, when we took the time out and rehearsed, we started changing the songs a little bit and changing how we played and how we sounded. Because um, originally we were a lot more bluesy, mm -hmm. um, I would say. And the more, more it became a three, it became a little more rougher around the edges, a bit more punkier, um, but still having that little blues edge every once in a while. Because all three of us, although we listen to the same kind of music, we all listen to totally different bands, different different genres as well like I, I absolutely love country at the minute I've fallen in love with country music at the minute um, and same with blues I've been a massive Stevie Ray Vaughan fan for 
Oh, yes. For years. So, all that, you know, like the bluesy side. Luke's really big into Alice Cooper and Backyard Babies, Aerosmith, um, all that kind of stuff. Steve's a massive Motley Crue fan. So, when you start getting all the different bands and the different genres that we all listen to, it just creates what we've got, which you can't really pigeonhole, I think. I think when you listen to the album, you you know, you can't turn around and say, oh, this is this is a pure rock album because it's not, you know, there's a little touch of this, little touch of that. And that's what we try to do with each album. We try to make it so that there's always a song for somebody else. And I think, especially this album, I think we've we've hit the nail on the head this time. Um, and especially with the production, we've, we've took a step further with production, took a lot more time with it. But yeah, the three of us, we just, we all get on and it's just fun. You know, every time we're together, we get on stage, we play and just feels good. I wanted to ask you if you could speak on your musical development. At what age did you begin? So I started at school um, around the age of 11. Um, originally just learning learning to play acoustic guitar. Um, and when I went home and told my dad that I was wanting to, you know, learn how to play, he sat me down and, and had me watch The Who for two and a half hours live in Detroit. Oh, wow. Um, and my dad was just like, if you, if you want to, you know, if you want music, then this is this is it. Um, and I got asked to be a bass, like do the bass, because there was loads of guitar. Everybody wants to be a guitarist, don't they? Um, but yeah, it was one of them where I got asked to, if I would stand in and play bass. And my dad just went, watch John and Whistle, and you'll never turn back. And yeah, see, since then, so I've, I've started learning at eleven. Joined my first band at 12 with Steve. Um, and then at 13, we created another band, which we're still in today, which is a covers band, um, which we go out and play like the pub circuit every once in a while and do a few shows. And we've, we, same again, same three guys, 20, 21 year, we've done it now. So, yeah. And it's just started with The Who and all the mod mod music and, moved on to Sabbath and all that kind of stuff and then got into the eighties where it was it was guns and roses for me when it came to the eighties. Yes, that band truly pioneered a sound that was much needed in that day. Yeah, just absolutely fantastic. It's like last week I sat and watched the live show from Glastonbury when they played that last week and it was just mm -hmm. phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And I wanted to ask you along your musical journey, what's the best advice that has been given to you along the way? Um, don't rush into making decisions. That's, that's one thing. Don't drink too much before you go on. And don't talk too much in between songs. And uh, when you're not working on music, are there any hobbies that you enjoy beyond music? Um, it's 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 kind of kind of crazy because I, I my life seems to revolve around music. 
you know, if if I aren't if I'm not playing music, I'm generally watching it. Whether it be just a little band in a in a pub or a, or a bar, or whether we're going to watch you know other bands. Um, but I mean, I've spent the last four year renovating the house, so that's that's pretty much been my world for the last four year. And uh, speaking of the club scene there, how is the club scene there? Um, it's actually getting it, it's getting a lot better now. Um, before COVID, it was it was sort of dying a little bit, um, and then through COVID, it was just you know it was like everywhere got hit. Sure. Um, and a lot of the a lot of the staple bars that we used to play, they sort of shut down. But there's a lot of new bars opening up, and I mean, I I spend a lot of time on Facebook looking at different bands' profiles, seeing where they're playing, and the amount of venues which I've I'm I'm now discovering and finding and um, hoping to speak to and things like that. And I'm sort of sending them to the rest of the guys and just sort of saying, "What do you think of this place?" and 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 seeing how it is, but it, it it's it's building back up again, and there's a lot of good bands coming out of the UK right now. Um, so it's it's kind of nice that the the whole music scene starting to grow again. It's fantastic to see. And what's the best way to get merchandise from Heartbreak Remedy? So the best way is to buy from our big cartel which is www.heartbreakremedy.com and then I'm sure it's .bigcartel.com. I'll have to check that. Give me one second because I'm terrible at this. (laughs) (laughs) So it is www.heartbreakremedy.com bigcartel.com uh, if you just want to listen to the music then it's on our reverb nation it's on spotify on all the usual streaming sites and lastly i wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans what would that message be i hope you enjoy the new album and i hope i get to see you sometime soon while we play live Absolutely. I know I can't wait to see you guys in the States. And I think, uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of Guns N' Roses, I think you guys would be perfect touring partners. Uh, that would be a dream, wouldn't it? Be an absolute dream. Your styles fit perfectly together. Honestly, it would be an absolute dream. Like one of my, One of my favorite bands... I know it's one of Steve's and Luke's, to be honest. So I think, I don't know what we would do if we got that call. But like winning the lottery. Well, I hope that day does come, my friend. And I hope that we can talk again soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for giving an amazing album. It's one that I enjoyed top to bottom. And it definitely lets the good times roll. There's no doubt about it. Well, thank you very much. I hope you keep enjoying it. Thank you, my friend. And you have a great rest of your day. You too. You too. Cheers. Thanks a lot. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast.
you can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.